1: Hello, my name is Alec Feldman, I do a radio show on Wizard Radio Station every Saturday afternoon from 3 to 5pm UK time, and this is the podcast of that radio show, it's all the best bits, without the music, maybe some of the rubbish bits as well, mainly just the whole show, minus the songs. Every week we're going to release it, so you can catch up on what's happened on the show this week. Just one thing to mention, I give out our contact details quite a lot throughout the course of the show, so you'll hear that on this podcast. But obviously, it's a podcast. It's pre-recorded. So if you do send in a message about something I'm talking about to the numbers I say, I mean, I'm not going to read it because it's already happened. It's in the past. It's pre-recorded and no one's going to see it anyway. But here's the worst bit. You might still get charged for it depending on how you send it. And even if you don't get charged for it, it's still a waste of your time. It's a waste of my time. It's a waste of everybody's time. And so I just wouldn't bother. If you would like to join in with the show, and send me your stories, or play our games, then you can do that, just by listening live, every Saturday afternoon, 3-5pm to UK time, on Wizard Radio Station. So that's that out of the way. All there is left to say now is, enjoy the podcast, subscribe to it, and maybe leave a little review as well, saying how great it is. Not if you don't like it though. If you hate it, don't bother. Thank you very much, here's the podcast. This is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alex Feldman. What? What do you mean it's Alex Feldman with a C? Oh, this is Wizard Radio, and you're listening to Alec with a C, Feldman. Big week in royal baby news. Archie Harrison, Mountbatten, Windsor, was born, a.k.a. the son of Harry and Meghan Markle. And that baby has been born into a very privileged life. But I think one thing that so far has missed out on is an age-old tradition When a new baby is brought into the world, if they have a brother or a sister who goes to school, they'll go up in front of everyone in assembly and say, I've got a new baby brother or sister. And there'll be some old teacher there sat on the piano and she'll start playing and everyone will get so hyped because they know what's coming. And they get ready to cradle their imaginary babies and do all the actions. So I think we should do that. Let's have a sing song right now. You know the words to this, everybody does. So come on, put your hands in the air, put your phone torches on. Everybody, he's got the whole world in his hands. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. He's got the whole world. Do the actions in his hands. He's got the whole world in his hands. It's Saturday. It's 3 o'clock, now, live from Leeds, Alec Feldman. Lewis Capaldi, hold me while you wait before that. Avicii Allo Black, SOS. Good afternoon, everybody. Hi. How are we all? It's Alec Feldman here. Till 5 o'clock. Hope you're good. It's been a busy old week this week. I've had a lot on. Um, I'm very happy to be back on doing this because I've I've been waiting all week for this. Genuinely. Been like, once all the stress is over of like deadlines and all that rubbish, I'll be able to be on the radio on Saturday afternoon and it'll all be good. And it's all good. So I'm very happy to be on. Hope you are good. Hope you've had a lovely week. Coming up before five o'clock today. Going along with things to avoid embarrassment. I will explain it all after four o'clock. Also, being unnecessarily mean in the past. Things that are better, big. The rich list. And some unconventional lessons that a school has been teaching its pupils that's coming up next actually in about five minutes time plus ten past four today I'm gonna be calling out some dodgy sponsored posts in a new thing I'm doing called the hashtag ad police calling out the annoying influencers and minor celebrities who get paid to flog rubbish basically plus six second guide connect for all of that rounds off the next two hours very nicely So stick around, it will be good. I would highly recommend hanging about. First up though, every week I like to teach you some valuable life lessons that I have learned over the course of the last seven days. So let's do this week I learned. This week I learned? Lesson number one. This week I learned that it's a really weird mix of people who go into uni and stay there until like 1am. I learned this because I, I actually... Did some work this week. I know. Don't don't be too surprised. But had some deadlines. I was like, okay, okay I want to get this all done in one session. So I sat down at 5 p.m. and I was still there at 1. I got it all done. I'm quite proud of myself actually. I think it's a really a really good piece of work. But it's weird when you you sort of look around at 1 a.m. and you think, who is who are these people? Why are they here? What are they all up to? What's their life story? And it's an interesting mix. You've got the people who you assume are like the last minute crammers who are like doing an all-nighter to finish an essay before the deadline. But then you've also got, I think it's a lot, largely international students who actually just work quite hard because they're like really privileged to be there and so like, yeah, i got to do all the work and so they just stay there till really late. It's like, wow. I'd say it felt like a little exclusive late night club of people that were working uh, at night but it, it wasn't really nobody speaks obviously it, it's just silence with the occasional person rustling a bag i also i also got slightly worried because i thought i'd been like locked inside the building it's a 24-hour building but i went to go to like get a snack slash dinner at like 8 p.m and and all the doors locked and i was like okay this is a bit weird and i was very confused until i found another door which was like a special late night door that has a keypad so you can get in in the middle of the night and i was like okay phew i'm not i'm not trapped after all so yes that is the first lesson that i have learned this week lesson number two this week i learned you should should always check your emails before you turn up to lectures this is why because it's it's uni and we spend most of the year doing not much my last week of teaching for the year until september or october i think was was this week I have, like, some exams and stuff, but essentially I'm, I'm done until September, I know. Aren't I I jammy it. But last week was this week. I thought, let's let's go. Might as well go to, like, the last lecture of the year. Make sure I'm there really early, really on the ball. I know they won't be, like, teaching much because it's the last one, but I think it's still worth going to just so I can say it. I've been to the last lecture of the year until oh, October. Fully get my money's worth. Um, this required me getting up early I didn't get up as early as I should have done so I had to skip breakfast I was like okay it's fine it's totally worth it to go to the last lecture of the year I went all the way in I got to about five minutes away from where I was supposed to be I was like actually I suppose before I actually show up I should better just double check my emails to make sure it's still on because if it is the last one of the year they might have run out of stuff to teach they might have sent an email saying you know it's not on and uh, well that's exactly what happened I'd hold my ass out of bed, got all the way in, skipped breakfast. You don't know how, how much that hurts when you skip breakfast for no good reason. And it, it wasn't on, so I went to Morrison's instead. You know, you win some, you lose some. And lesson number three, I learned. This is this is quite a bold claim. I might have to row back on this one. So take it with a pinch of salt. This week I learned how it feels to be a woman. Um, I mean. Like I said, a bold claim, essentially. I'm not salty about this at all, by the way. Not, not at all. I don't know whether you can tell. I, I lost out on a job to, to someone that is much less qualified than I am and just entirely mediocre. And it got me thinking, this must be how women feel all the time. I overlooked for jobs they are more than qualified for in favour of totally mediocre men. And I was like, you know what? I feel that. I relate. I will never, never look at it the same way again because I, too, have been overlooked for someone mediocre. Like I said, um, that it happened to me once. It hasn't happened to me lots of times. I feel like there's a lot about the female experience that I have not experienced ever. But I can relate more than I could seven days ago. So I'm going to say it. This week, I learned how it feels to be a woman. So those are the lessons this week. I learned that there's a weird mix of people in uni at 1am. You should always check your emails before you go to an appointment or lecture. And I learned how it feels to to be a woman, sort of. Music-wise, coming up: Ellie Golding, Jesse Ray's Shawn Mendes, now Blackpink. This is Kill This Love. It's Wizard Radio. Hi. It's, kill this love. it's Wizard Radio. Blackpink and Kill This Love. Alec Feldman here. Hi. Cheers for having us on. Here till five. So I read this this thing today. You know, you know the school Eton, it's this really posh, like really posh private school. I was explaining this to someone who's not English the other day actually. In England you've got, you've got state schools, which are like, you know, the schools everyone goes to because they're free. You've got private schools that you pay for, but then above private schools, there's public schools that are so posh. That Yes, you still pay for them, but they're called public schools, even though they're not at all public schools It's a very weird concept to get your head around if you're not English and you don't have this like ingrained class system mentality But anyway, Eton, it's, it's in that god tier of elite schools. It's a public school. You pay lots of money to go there You have to have very very rich parents And it's the kind of school you go to if you just assume that you are going to be Prime Minister one day David Cameron went there, Boris Johnson went there all those kind of people, you know, the, the rich, posh, entitled ones. They go to Eton and they've been giving their pupils some very special lessons recently. You've got your usual like English, math, science, probably loads of rugby because it's a private school, but also they've been giving their pupils lessons in gratitude and empathy. I assume that's so that when they are all lead with the Conservative Party, they know how to like pretend to care about the people and that kind of stuff. But I love this idea that you actually have to teach people when they're that level of rich and entitled how to be grateful and how to be sympathetic. So um, here's my personal imagining on on how these lessons went. I think they probably got given a whole list of situations and maybe some options on how they could potentially conduct themselves. And then they had to, they had to pick the most appropriate one. For example, when you when you get off the bus do you a walk past the driver and say nothing b walk past the driver say oh can you not drop me off closer please or do you see say thank you it's obviously C. of course you say thank you to the bus driver like what the hell what kind of monster doesn't do that but that said i feel like eaten pupils probably don't necessarily get the bus very often they're probably more the kind of people that get chauffeur driven or at the very least they'll get a taxi to places um so when you're in a cab obviously you've got to you've got to make small talk law, oh, you're busy tonight mate that kind of stuff and then when you get out it's the law that you say thanks mate have a good night there is no other option you definitely do not say something along the lines of thank you driver please run along now um and you don't obviously say nothing and not acknowledge our existence because that's that's very rude but also the kind of thing they might do, maybe. A new situation for you. When you walk past people on on pavements, I had this issue for many years. I used to go, I used to walk home and all people from like the private school near me were like walking in the other direction and they would never ever get out of your way. There'd be like three of them walking. There'd be one of you going in the opposite direction. They'd never get out of the way. They'd just like push you into a bush. So that's, that's one option, but I'm hoping at these gratitude and empathy lessons, they might have taught you that, you know, when you do encounter someone and there isn't room for both of you to pass at the same time, maybe you stop and, and let them go past instead. And that's like the polite thing to do. Or if they do the same to you, you say, oh, thank you very much. Or at least an appreciative nod and smile. Another, another situation. Imagine you're out somewhere, you drop your wallet. Oh no, what is disaster! You don't realize it's happened. Someone sees this has happened and they decide they're going to do the right thing and they pick it up and they go up to you and they tap you on your shoulder and say, excuse me, I think you've dropped your wallet. Do you A say, get your hands off my wallet, you filthy peasant and get away with me. Don't ever talk to me again. Or do you say, thank you so much. That's very kind of you. You're a lifesaver. What would I do without you? Thank you. And maybe if you're that rich, open up the wallet and give them. Some money from it because that's that's nice if you're rich. Obviously, you do the second one. Um, now the last example because these aren't just gratitude lessons; they're also empathy lessons. So, if say you've got a friend or you meet someone and they go, um, uh, "Actually, uh, yeah, I'm really sad because my my dog um, actually died today. I had to get it I had to get it put down." Do you say, ah, oh, wonderful, we can taxidermy it and put their head on our wall. Or do you say, I'm so sorry to hear that. It's a difficult time for everyone. I hope that at least your poor pet is now out of pain. Obviously you do the latter. So this is this is how I'm imagining those gratitude lessons at Eat and Go. I love the idea that they happen. Coming up next, I've I've been unnecessarily mean to somebody. Five years ago. More after Shawn Mendes. It's Wizard Radio. That was Shawn Mendes. New one from him. If I can't have you. Stormzy and Jesse Ray's coming up next. Salick Feldman here. You know how Facebook does that thing where it'll bring things up from years gone by on this day and remind you of like little throwbacks from the past? One of those was brought into my life the other day. Not something I posted, but I got a notification about someone commenting on something I had also commented on from 2014. So it's five years ago. One of my friends had posted this. It was a picture, a group picture of their entire astronomy GCSE class. Yes, my school let you do GCSEs and astronomy. It was like an optional thing. You had to give up your lunch times. I'm pleased to inform you that I was way too cool to ever be involved with that. I just thought it was hilarious to, to keep calling it astrology. Like, reading star signs and stuff like that. I know, I'm so funny. And I don't know where they'd been. I think it was maybe the Royal Observatory in Greenwich in London. And this poster, uh, picture had been posted. And me being the hilarious joker that I was, was looking very closely at all the people in the photo, and my eyes were drawn to something. One person in particular, a friend of mine, They were all in school uniform obviously it was a school trip but this this particular friend he'd he'd been a bit of a rebel and he'd undone his top button now i don't know how strict your school was about these kind of things mine was over dramatically strict they they fully went in on people who didn't have their top buttons done up so i was like wow this guy undoing his top button he is a brave boy but added to that this was a guy who was just like super smart and everything got loads of awards student of the year was like a a student prefect or whatever they were called and generally very very well regarded by teachers and peers and i was like oh he's got his top button undone what should i be hilarious and comment on this post and i was i was the first person to comment actually i said i tagged him and i said top button you are a disgrace to your shiny badge, because obviously, because he was a prefect, he had a shiny badge. And I sort of, i have totally forgotten about this—and I saw it when it got brought back into my timeline the other day, and I was like, "Wow, that was that was really quite harsh of me." Was I, was it really necessary to be that that mean? Um, and so I thought I'd better acknowledge this, because otherwise I just look like a terrible person if anyone else sees this five years in the future. So I just commented, "Damn, what a." and then I I used another word that I can't use on here, but it ended in head. Damn, what a head. Sorry for baiting you out like that. You were very deserving of your, your shiny badge. But I just felt like I needed to make amends because I was really unnecessarily brutal to this guy. It wasn't even funny. It got nine likes at the time, but you know, more than any other comment, but yeah, not that I'm bragging or anything but it wasn't that funny it was just me being a bit of an a-hole so obviously i had to had to make right and apologize but i just thought wow i didn't realize how unnecessarily mean i was to people in the past so this is an opportunity now for you to do what i have just done and just apologize for your unnecessary meanness in the past i totally forgotten this but if there's any incident in your life that's stuck in your mind where you've been really mean to someone and then afterwards be that the next day the next week the next year five years later you think, like well, wow i was i was really quite mean there that wasn't necessary if you want to apologize to them this is your opportunity right now 07807 183 538. send me a text or send me an email station at wizardradio.co.uk have you ever been unnecessarily mean to someone in the past would you like to apologize for it right now on the radio to literally some people who are listening—they might not be listening—but you can pass it on to them. Tell them that you apologized in the past for no, for your past wrongdoing. That's that. So, if you've been unnecessarily mean someone in the past and you want to apologize, apologize for it. Let me know right now: 07807183538. I will read your stories and apologies after Jesse Ray's. And right now, new one from Stormzy. This is Vossy Bop. This is Alec Feldman the podcast. Jesse Ray's and black with imported before that Stormzy and Vossy Bop. I've got a story about that song. I was walking down the road yesterday and I saw this little kid like primary school age, just, just by himself doing a wee against a wall, just brazenly in open public. And then obviously he finished that and just walking down the road by himself. And he starts rapping Vossy Bop very loudly again to himself. And I was like, wow, <laughs> welcome to the north. Wonderful. It's Wizard Radio, I'm Alec Feldman, thank you for listening to the show. Hi. Talking about when you've been unnecessarily mean to people in the past, I discovered that in a Facebook comment thread about five years ago, I I called someone out on the lack of his top button being done up on his school uniform and told him he didn't deserve his shiny prefect badge. And I saw that the other day and I was like, wow, that's really mean. Why would I do that? And I apologised and I'm now giving you the opportunity to apologize for your past unnecessary meanness. Aaron is the first to volunteer this week. I actually feel really bad because a few years ago, when it was cool to do this, I pantsed my friend at a house party whilst he was talking to this girl he had a massive crush on. Oh, you, you legend. The issue is his trousers are on quite tightly. <gasps> no. So when I did eventually pull them down, well, it wasn't just his trousers that fell down, if you know what I mean. Oh my god. That's the worst but the best at the same time. Oh man. You're such a terrible friend. Such a terrible friend. Um he says there's no pictures about it and we're still friends, but it's definitely still the elephant in the room and it's awkward when it gets brought up. Oh dear. You are evil. Truly, I think, of all the the bad friends things you could do, that is the worst. Not only did you pants him, not only was it in front of a girl he really liked, you pulled his pants down with it. His literal pants, his underwear, his overwear and his underwear. The world saw everything. I mean, I suppose it's, it's possible that this girl liked what she saw, but I feel like nobody really likes being unexpectedly flashed so I, I imagine that ended fairly quickly afterwards. You are truly awful. I used to do a thing on the show called uh, I'm a terrible human being, but that is the perfect kind of message for that, I think. Because that truly is a terrible human being. However, um, the premise of that feature was that we don't judge you for being a terrible human being. Whereas in this one, I definitely am judging you. I also noticed, I did say... Tell us when you've been unnecessarily mean and apologize for it if you'd like to. Aaron, he hasn't taken that opportunity to apologize. So I can only assume that he has zero remorse for that. So Aaron's friend, if you're listening. Um, Aaron is not, he's not sorry at all. Zero remorse, would do it again. But he still remembers it happened and it's awkward. So there you go. I don't really know what you want to make of that one. Victoria has been on as well. I've had a similar incident actually, um, now it was, it's a bit different. She says, I fraped I my friend on Facebook when we were in year 7, there's a word I have not heard for a very long time, and said something, uh, a bit harsh, she says, about someone else in our year at school. Oh, you little fish. It, you know what I mean, sounds like a different word. He wasn't friends with that person on Facebook at the time, she says so it was fine but they're now friends they do have each other on facebook and it came up on their feed i think they got into an argument about it because she didn't believe that it was a joke and a frape at the time the dangers of not clearing out your old social media posts when you get the chance they always come back to bite you somehow they always do look at like literally everyone that's been fired for doing something in the last like few years just delete all your old stuff. It's the only way. That's a very year seven thing to do as well. Like, oh, someone's left their Facebook open, or I'm going to steal their phone and and write things and be mean about someone. I suppose you could call that cyberbullying in a way. I don't want to make it too like preachy, but cyberbullying is wrong, kids. As is writing things on other people's Facebook that's mean and trying to frame them. But that's quite bad. Again, no real apology, I don't think, which is very interesting. So maybe you lot are just really unremorseful. I did the right thing. I apologize for my past social media unnecessary meanness, but you lot, no, Victoria, not interested. Aaron, not interested. Come on, show some repentance. (laughs) I feel like I'm some kind of weird priest encouraging you all to repent for your sins or burn in hellfire. I mean I'm not doing that, but it would be it would be quite nice if you wanted to use this show as a medium to apologize to people. I'm giving you the opportunity. Take it. If you're given an opportunity, grab it with both hands to right your previous wrongs in the past. Yasmin says, I actually did apologize to my friend about this a while ago. When we first started secondary school, there was a big school trip to France which I didn't go on because my parents wouldn't pay for me to go. Sad, I know. Can you just bear with me a second? I need to sneeze. Oh no. Oh, you joke, I lost the sneeze. That's the worst. Ah, for God's sake. Anyway, sorry. Should I start Yasmin's message again? I actually did apologize to a friend this about a while ago. When we first started secondary school, there was a big school trip to France, which I didn't go on because my parents wouldn't pay for me to go. Sad, I know. Yeah, cheapskates actually no maybe they couldn't afford it (laughs) i shouldn't call them cheapskates anyway someone uploaded a picture whilst they were in paris of everyone together and i commented something like you all look awful in this wait until you get back to school which was definitely bullying and did cause some issues at the time anyway i saw it on my feed again recently and thought wow i was awful not a good moment ah yes nothing like a slightly bitter facebook comment when you've been left out of some kind of group activity yeah perfect (laughs) all right finally message from sarah i gave my friend the name (laughs) big head whilst we were in primary school and it's literally stayed with him for the rest of his life he did used to have a big head but now he doesn't and i think it's stuck because it's now ironic anyway i finally apologized to him for it because i do feel like i've kind of ruined my life if you know what i mean ruined your life You've ruined his life, or her life. I know it was a him. You've ruined his life by calling him Big Ed. Um Don't make everything all about you, Sarah. Oh, hang on, no. There's been a correction. It was a typo. Yeah, it was supposed to say his life. She ruined his life. Okay, fine, Never mind. I'll take that back. I like that you do sort of justify it by saying, well, yeah, he did used to have a big head. So at least the insult was accurate. So at least there's that. If that helps you sleep at night, fair enough, but I'm glad that the later messages we've had have at least apologised for their unnecessary past meanness so if you're listening Sarah's big-headed friend or Yasmin's um, France trip friend they're sorry, but if you're listening Victoria's freight friend or Aaron's pants friend, um, they're not sorry, they have zero remorse and they would do it again, just thought I'd, I'd stir that one a little bit The Sunday Times Rich List is out tomorrow. I've come up with my own alternative next. I'll share that with you after Ellie Goulding. This is 16. I'm really liking her new stuff. I think it's all great. That one in particular has very Kygo-y vibes. You know what I mean? Like the sort of, I don't know how to describe it, the chorus and the way it's like produced and the sound effect. Very Kygo-y, but a good song. Ellie Goulding in 16 on Wizard Radio. I'm Alec Feldman. Hi. So the Sunday Times is this big Sunday newspaper in the UK. Very prestigious maybe a bit pretentious, sophisticated. You know, it's not like The Sun. This is a a highbrow paper. And every year they release a rich list, which is basically what it says on the tin—just the richest people in the UK. And it comes out tomorrow. And there's been a little teaser going around about the richest people in music on this list. Um, The idea being, obviously, all these people who are on the rich list are very well endowed financially. They have lots of money. I thought in the spirit of this rich list, I'd try and come up with what I think would be on the rich list. However, um, when I say well-endowed, I'm not necessarily talking about the financial sense, Um, maybe well-endowed in in a different way. So here's who I think would be on, on the rich list if it was, you know, for another thing. I'm thinking quite near the bottom You'd have people like Piers Morgan, obviously, you know, tiny, or Nigel Farage, definitely. Um, there's also I've also when compiling this this list, I have included women on there, even though they they can't strictly speaking be well endowed in that sense. But I'm saying if they if they could, they would. This is what they would be. So I think I think quite near the bottom, Rita Ora. I just get that impression that. If she did, it would be very small. Also, maybe a bit of a curveball. Ed Sheeran, I'm thinking, yeah, he'd be near the bottom of that list. Alan Sugar, off of being a millionaire and The Apprentice and saying, you're fired. Lots of money, but I don't think he has lots of anything else, if you get me drift. And also, I think Jeremy Corbyn's as well would be, you know, you know how it goes. But i've also put together what i think would be on the top 10 based on what i would imagine i haven't put a great deal of thought into this in very graphic terms but i'm more thinking based on their persona their characteristics do they act like it would be you know so at number 10 i think Lewis capaldi he would be quite well-endowed in the non-financial sense. Just the confidence he has for someone that looks the way he does can only mean one thing. And it's that. So I think Lewis Capaldi would be on this list. Not at the top, but definitely in the top ten. At number nine, I'd put Craig David. Again, you just get that impression. Obviously, in the song he's making love from Wednesday through Friday and Saturday actually, just chilled on Sunday. I think as a big Craig David fan that he would be quite near the top of this particular version of the list. Dua Lipa as well, again, obviously doesn't have one as far as anybody is aware, but if she did, I think she has a certain confidence that you see on her Instagram. Okay, sometimes it's a bit annoying. It's like, oh, look, Dua Lipa is having an amazing time in life again. But to me, that can only mean one thing, and that is that if she had one, huge it would be. number seven this might be a controversial one Theresa may off of being the prime minister yes maybe she's a bit of a rubbish prime minister but you just have to admire the fact that she's still in the job she's seen off so many attempts to get rid of her her brexit deal it keeps failing she keeps bringing it back again and again that level of confidence i aspire to have so Theresa may gets an honorary mention i think she would be quite well endowed Number six, Calvin Harris. Obviously, massive glow-up. I think he dated Taylor Swift for a while. He used to be this weird Scottish boy that tasted jam on his YouTube channels, and now he's Calvin Harris, super producer, really fit. Everyone wants a piece of him. So he he can be at number six on my rich list. Number five, Idris Elba. Everyone fancies Idris Elba. He could be the next James Bond. Everyone wants to be him or to be with him the only reason he's not higher is because of that weird boasty song he was on which i think maybe slightly damaged his credibility and i was like okay maybe it's not quite as big as you think it would be number four we've got an mp jess phillips she's brilliant if you've never heard of her she kicks ass she has so many people piling into her saying you're rubbish and saying those are horrible things and she's just like i don't care and then we'll fire back some like epic insult back she would have a massive one if she had one Number three, Susanna Reid. Best known for Good Morning Britain. She has to work with Piers Morgan every day. She throws so much shade at him. She definitely deserves to be high up on this alternative rich list. Number two, Stormzy. What a guy. Just awesome guy, very successful. You get the impression that he would be... You know what I'm talking about. In at number one, though, on my alternative rich list, of people that would be very well endowed, but not in a financial way. Hugh Edwards, the Welsh guy who presents the 10 o'clock news on the BBC, off of mm, the BBC News, hello, I'm Hugh Edwards. He's just one of those, quietly confident. He wouldn't make a big thing about it, but Hugh Edwards, I think, would have the most endowment in a non-financial way. And that is my alternative Sunday Times Rich List. Connect Four's coming up next after notes. Radio I'm Alec Feldman hello everybody we're about halfway through now so it seems like an appropriate time to get going with connect four this is a game some Saturday afternoon fun that you can play along with where you have to connect four words in the most long-winded rambly way possible but the words I haven't chosen the words there's no real connection between any of them because they're all randomly picked out of the dictionary it's totally down to fate what the words could be you get some quite funny combinations sometimes just by chance they can all be linked quite easily sometimes a lot more effort is required it is all up to the good book so all you have to do is connect the four words that's how it goes we need to get the words though hello james hello how are you doing this week i'm good thank you how are you very well. What dictionary are we using today?
2: Um, same as last week, we're back to the classic Oxford mini-school dictionary. This one, copyright, is in
1: uh, 2002. I was three when this dictionary was released. And I was four. Wow. Like a time capsule. Anyway, um, should we pick the first word? Yes, sure.
2: Can you um, please
1: flick the dictionary? Flicking. When I tell him to stop, whatever word's at the top of the page, that's the word we choose, and we do that four times to get all the words. Stop. Okay, stopping. Uh, the word is heaven. Heaven. Like where you go when you die. Yes. Heaven. The first word. Let's or get it. the nightclub in
2: London. Yes. Okay. Um, flicking.
1: I don't know anything about nightclubs in London. As if I'm that cool. Stop. Okay. Dirty. Dirty. Like. It's dirty. Plates.
2: Well, plates will be dirty after you've eaten off them. Yes.
1: Uh, yeah, that too, I suppose. Next yes. word, please. Flicking. You flick back. Flick yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm flicking backwards on this one. Oh, of course, of course. I knew I could count on you to do that. Um. So. Uh, what about that weather eh oh isn't it isn't it wet stop okay i've
2: stopped pump pump, pump. oh boy
1: like a bicycle pump like a
2: dirty bicycle pump
1: yes exactly yeah, yes. one more then and then we'll have the four words okay flicking. flicking so far we've got heaven dirty and pump how could you connect those three words have a think let's get the fourth one right now stop okay the word is special special like um a special surprise (laughs) i don't know what that means okay so your four words are heaven dirty pump and special how can you connect those four words write a story all those four words have to be in it then you can send it to me station at wizardradio.co.uk or five three eight or drop me a message on Facebook as well facebook.com slash wizardradio heaven, dirty, pump and special those are this week's Connect Four Words we will read out all the connections at 10 to 5 this afternoon I'm just trying to think normally the last couple of weeks I have been promising prizes that I actually have no authority to give maybe last week was it a steak I said you can ask your parents to make you a steak dinner this week, um, the prize is your family's love and affection. If you win, you are entitled to that if they're willing to give it to you. So there's a lot to play for and connect for this week. Once again, heaven, dirty, pump and special. Get him in right now. We'll do it in about 50 minutes time. Coming up, George Ezra, Billie Eilish, and a new thing called Hashtag Ad Police. After the news, it's two minutes past four. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio recommended by doctors as part of a healthy diet. Alec Felvin here, hi. Hope you're good. Lainey coming up, Carly Hansen, some Ariana Grande, Ed Sheeran as well. The new one with Justin Bieber is on before five o'clock. And now it's time for a new thing. That It's one of those things, I always give the disclaimer, it might be good and might come back, it might never be heard of again and go to Radio Feature Graveyard. It's called, hashtag ad I would like to call out the famous people who get paid lots of money to put their hashtag ads on Instagram and they get paid to promote basically some absolute rubbish. And you think, come on, why are you doing this? It's just embarrassing for everyone involved. At the very least, if you're gonna be a small time influencer, at least do it for brands that are worth doing, like high fashion, cool, I dunno, cooking equipment. Don't do it for rubbish because it's just embarrassing. It devalues you, it devalues them. It's bad for everyone. And I have a couple of examples that I would like to call out. The first one is Bobby from Queer Eye. Queer Eye, I love it, great show. Bobby is the guy that does all the interior design stuff. I feel like he's always a bit hard done by in the show because everybody else gets to spend some time with the person and work on transforming their fashion or their cookery skills. Bobby doesn't, he just has to redecorate the house whilst they're out. And so he never gets to meet them. He gets the least airtime. And he's just the most unfortunate, which maybe is why he has been driven to doing things like this. I saw a post on his Instagram the other week. It's a picture of him standing next to his bed. On his bed is an open suitcase. He is packing a suitcase. Now, if you zoom in, inside the suitcase, there is a shirt, a pair of shoes and a 24-pack of Charmin soft toilet paper. And the post was captioned, if you know me, then you know that I travel more often than I'm home, hashtag ad. But being on the go doesn't mean that having to go should be an unpleasant experience. I suggest you pack your own TP. That's what people in the know call toilet paper. And not just any TP, but Charmin, they've got your backside covered. i know i know i'm on a roll <laughs> yeah bobby from queer eye is promoting toilet paper literal toilet paper stuff that you wipe your bum with is what he is advertising on instagram i wonder how much he was paid for that however much it was it wasn't enough i also find it hilarious that all he's packing for holiday is one shirt two pairs of well, a pair of shoes and loads of toilet roll I like as well that he will show up to places at least according to this ad and be like hey guys sorry um, I need to use a toilet but I do bring my own toilet paper because yours isn't good enough for me I just everything about that is brilliant and it's got 58,000 likes 58,000 people like Bobby from Queer Eye promoting toilet paper so that is one that I would like to call out another one This was brought to my attention by none other than James Gilmore. It is from is it from it's from Steven Gerrard who used to be a footballer who played for Liverpool and England but I don't think this is his personal account. Apparently now he runs his own water company where they sell some kind of special water. I don't know how it's different to normal water but it claims to be natural alkaline water. Um, Natural alkaline, water and electrolytes. And um, at the bottom of the label, it says, Believe, replenish, revitalise, recover. Now, obviously, anyone with half a brain can tell that Stephen Gerrard, the former footballer, is just trying to flog some water, but he's slapped a fancy label on it and probably charges loads of money for it. But the good news is, according to this post that I've seen, his fancy water, now available in WH Smith. 500 WH Smith stores. So you can alkalize your life naturally. And there's a picture of Stephen Gerald, the ex-footballer, in a trackie, obviously, standard football outfit, just sat at a table with loads of bottles and a can. Two cans, actually. Two cans of water just in front of him. And he looks quite bemused. So literally he's trying to sell water that he has canned and put a fancy label on again a famous person who is really kind of lowering themselves to flogging absolute tat that nobody wants nobody needs it's rubbish but they've been paid a lot of money to promote it if you see anything like this i want you to think of me from now on if you see a famous person on their instagram promoting something rubbish you see that you think Alec Feldman You send it to me please Station at wizardradio.co.uk Put hashtag ad police In the subject line And hopefully We can revisit this another time I want you to report celebrities And minor Instagram influencers Who are doing stuff like this They need to be made fun of And this is the place to do it Station at wizardradio.co.uk If you ever see anything like this Send it my way I will want to see it So think of us Please I beg you Thank you very much. That concludes this week's edition of the hashtag ad police. It might be back at a future date, possibly, if you actually send me stuff. So please do. On the way next, things that would be better big after Laney and Julia Michaels. This is okay, it's Wizard Radio. Hey, it's Wizard Radio with Alec. Saw something this week on Twitter, a video that made my day incredible it was a busy street there was a tram the tram was going forward there was a big ball like a giant inflatable ball on the tram tracks the tram breaks stops just at the ball so it hits the ball the ball goes forward and then knocks over these giant inflatable bowling pins it was bowling but with an actual tram And I thought, wow, this is brilliant. What a great idea. Why isn't this done more often? And I I think to me, that looks like it's better than actual bowling. Tram bowling is just on such a massive scale. It got me thinking about other things that you could conceivably do bigger and that would make them better. Obviously, um, quite a while ago now, Top Gear started this trend when they started playing football matches, but using little cars and inflatable balls to, like, crash the ball into the car. And that was pretty good. And I also thought maybe it would work with golf. You know those fairground rides? They spin around. It's kind of like a Ferris wheel, but there's only two pods. They're on either end and they spin around and they probably make you feel really sick. But you could use one of those and get that to sort of come down like a golf club you could get the pods to hit a giant ball which would be like a giant golf ball and then I had trouble thinking of what kind of hole you'd use but maybe a massive drain opening you could use as the hole and then you've got yourself some giant golf and that would be incredible I also have two words for you bulldozer swing ball no more needs to be said actually a little bit more does because i don't really know what you use for rackets in that case that would be big enough and strong enough to withstand being hit by a bulldozer because the whole point of bulldozers is that they cause destruction the only thing really that you could use that's equally as strong as a bulldozer is another bulldozer therefore you have bulldozer conquers oh yes you get the bulldozers to hit each other until one of them breaks. Amazing. Also had the idea of tank darts. You have a dart board but instead of throwing darts it's big and you fire missiles out of a tank at it. Also real life battleships like the board game, although that kind of is modelled on real life already, that's just what happens in wars when a navy is involved. And possibly my favourite one of these ideas that I've come up with real life guess who instead of having a big board full of pictures of people you get actual people and you get them all to stand up and they all have defining physical characteristics and you can be like do they have green eyes and then everyone and or the person you're playing against is like no and then everyone who has green eyes will sit down and you could do guess who on a massive scale with real people and i think this would be a lot of fun so many games that could be improved if you just upsize them a bit, it would be incredible. I want to see more things like tram bowling. I think the world would be a much better place if this was the case. So I need to play now. This is Carly Hansen. The track is called Back In My Arms. Carly Hansen, Back In My Arms. This Wizard Radio with Alec. Ariana Grande, Victoria Monet coming up next.
2: Wizard Radio.
1: Someone phoned me this week someone I'd like worked with before and they wanted to know whether I was able to do some work and I think I've spoken to this person on the phone a few times now so I wouldn't say like we know each other very well but there's some kind of like friendliness and pleasantry involved in these conversations but I had a really weird one the most recent time we spoke because she she phones up and I'm like oh hello wasn't really affecting the call from them She's like, yeah, yeah, um, how's it going? How are you? I'm like, yeah, all good. How are you? She's like, yeah, very good. She's like, are you feeling better now? And I was like, uh, um, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All better now. And then the conversation moved on as it does. But I was thinking, hang on a minute. What's she talking about? Why did she ask whether I'm feeling better now? And I was trying really hard to remember whether I'd ever said anything that had indicated I was, I don't know, unwell or ill or tired. And I couldn't think of anything. I don't think we've ever had any kind of conversation like that in the very few brief occasions we have spoken. I had no idea what she was going on about. Literally none. I was like, um, uh, yeah, of course I'm, I'm feeling much better now, but realistically I, I felt fine. I always felt fine. I just didn't want to embarrass her by going, sorry. What are you talking about? Why wouldn't I be fine? Why would I not be feeling well? Because that's just awkward, isn't it? And she'd be like, oh, uh, I must be thinking if someone else got the wrong person, oh, I'm so sorry. It'd be awkward for me, it'd be awkward for her. That's not what you want to do. So just mainly out of good manners and politeness above anything else, you do feel obliged to go along with it and just go, "Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine, yeah, of course, all good. It's just one of those things that you have to do in your life to make it easier and to avoid that level of awkwardness. But this kind of thing could go really far. If someone makes the wrong assumption about you or gets something wrong and you're too polite to correct them, that could go on for a really long time. That could have actual serious consequences. It happens with names a lot. If someone mishears your name or just thinks your name is something totally different, and then five years later they're still calling you a name that isn't yours. That can be quite difficult and awkward but maybe also if someone makes a mistake about a skill you have if they're like oh you you play the trumpet don't you you're grade eight in that and you're like um mm -hmm, uh, yeah yeah of of course because you don't want to correct them but then the next thing you know They're like, oh, um, my friend, he's a trumpet player, he's gonna do a concert, but he's been taken ill, he's dropped out at the last minute, can you stand in? And next thing you know, you stood up on stage in front of loads of people with a trumpet in your hand, not knowing how to play the trumpet when they're all expecting some grade eight trumpeter. That kind of thing, these lies can go a long way. I mean, it's not really a lie, is it? Because you haven't told it. It's just not correcting someone. It can have some serious consequences. I want to know how far you have gone with one of these just going along with something when someone's got something wrong about you, and you're too polite to correct them. How far has it gone? What level has it reached before you've gone, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. Enough is enough. I'm not actually a grade eight trumpet player. I want to know how far this has gone, please. 07807 538 You can text me or send an email, Station at wizardradio.co.uk. When have you gone along with something to avoid embarrassment? And how far has it gone before it became too much? What have the consequences been? I would like to know, thank you. Ariana Grande and Victoria Monet are next. Victoria Monet is, I think, quite unknown, especially compared to Ariana Grande. Ariana is huge, obviously, everyone knows who she is. Victoria Monet, not so much. So I think, so we can fully enjoy this song in its brilliance, I should do some research into Victoria Monet, which I have done. It's all factually accurate. I've double, triple checked it. I've got a long list of references. So let's have a totally accurate 60-second guide to Victoria Monet. Alex, totally accurate, definitely not made up 60-second guide. Victoria Monet is the great granddaughter of French impressionist painter Claude Monet, best known for his paintings of gardens and nature. Claude's impressionist style involved painting real things, but using broad brush strokes so that they look like there's a blurred lens in front. Victoria Monet, his great-granddaughter, tries to mimic this impressionist style in her music, deliberately muffling the sound so it sounds a bit unclear. This has led to her becoming known as Victoria Mono. Despite being related to such a famous artist, he made very little money, no pun intended, in his lifetime, and unfortunately, after his death, the rights to all of his artwork was sold to Disney, meaning none of his descendants could benefit As a result, Victoria grew up in poverty and lived a life of great hardship. She dreamed of wealth and riches, and her only outlet for these aspirations was by playing the board game Monopoly. She loved to pretend she was a wealthy capitalist and was known in her family for being massively overcompetitive to play with. And this song is about that. That is Victoria Monet in 60 Seconds. Alec Feldman on Wizard Radio. Saturdays 3 till 5. Medusa and Good Boys, peace of your heart. It's Wizard Radio. Before that, Ariana Grande, Victoria Monet, Monopoly, Alec Velpin here, Ed Sheeran, the new one with Justin Bieber that came out yesterday is playing in the next five minutes. So if you want to hear that, then you've got to listen to this stuff first and then you can hear it. Or just get it on Spotify, but don't do that. Don't do that. Um, talking about when you have to go along with things. People assume things about you or they think they know something about you and it's wrong, but you're too embarrassed to tell them. And so you have to go along with it to avoid them being embarrassed. And sometimes it can lead to quite serious consequences, really, if it goes too far and you get into a position you can't really get out of. Got a message here. This is actually from, from James, off of James Gilmore, producer James. says, when I was in primary school, Oh, it's the classic name one. One of my teachers kept calling me Jamie, which I hate being called and have never let anyone call me ever. But I was too embarrassed to say anything. So I got one of my friends to go up to the teacher for me to tell the teacher not to call me Jamie anymore. That's brilliant. I love that you don't have the, the sort of the courage to do it yourself and you send someone like please, talk to my agent. We can't discuss this matter directly. So um, talk to, talk to Steve. And we can work all these issues out with him. Don't go through me directly. Brilliant. That is a classic one. Also, by the way, James Gilmore, when he's on tomorrow, 4 till 6. You know how you need to start your messages to him now. You know. Matthew as well. This is a really long old one from Matthew. He says, when I started secondary school, I was trying to find something that would make me look really cool. So I started learning how to play the guitar because cool people play the guitar this is true i play the guitar i have a grade six in the guitar actually not that i'm showing off or anything anyway says matthew i was walking out of a lesson with my guitar and someone from my ear asked me if i play and obviously i said yeah (laughs) of course i play because the whole point of this was to be cool and this was a made to make friends with a cool person anyway skip forward literally two weeks and they were doing a musical assembly and asked if anyone wanted to perform. This person, who is now one of my really good friends, nominates both of us to play an assembly, me playing guitar and him singing. I let this go as far as the day of the assembly when I pulled out because I was ill. Our friendship fizzled out after that. I'm slightly confused. The person who's now one of your really good friends is different to the cool person you tried to befriend, I think, as I understand that. So, friend nominates the two of them, nominates, um, Matthew and cool person, but he can't actually play the guitar, so he pulls out. You see, there is a valuable lesson here. You have no one to blame for that situation but yourself, Matthew. That's not an innocent mistake. That's you trying to be cool and getting with the cool people and it's backfired. Um also I feel like I should add he's not in at the moment so I can say this because he won't hear me. OOB, the only other boy who I live with, he's decided, just like Matthew, he wants to be cool and learn the guitar and he ordered the guitar off the internet, came last week and I can hear him because he has the room directly above me. I can hear when he's playing. Currently knows two chords. That's right, two. That's all he can play. He can play an A minor, no, sorry, an A major. And he can play an E major, A major, E major. And that's it. And that's all I hear on repeat for quite a long period of time. I really hope he does learn some new chords soon. I mean the two chords he does know are very good but maybe learn some more. I don't know how we got onto that. Oh yeah, Matthew guitar. Anyway, this is a message from Benny. It's been weeks since we've heard from Benny. Where have you been, man? Welcome back back inside the fold. Well, thanks for joining us. Next time please put in your formal holiday request like 3 weeks in advance, but whatever. He says, "I remember when I went to my first ever house party." Ooh, cool. Look at you going to house parties. I was in the kitchen pouring myself an orange juice. It was literally an orange juice. Nothing more and nothing less, of course. And I had a conversation with someone who I'd never spoken to before. They weren't from my school. They were a shock horror out-of-school friend of the person whose party it was. Oh, my God. It's always really shocking when you discover that your school friends have other friends from out of school. I never know how to react. It's, It's always a bit... I always find it's a bit frosty when you meet their out of school friends and you're like oh, hello i see your friends with, with isaac here yep good to meet you mm-hmm. okay bye <laughs> it's kind of like that anyway back to benny's message at a house party pouring orange shoes meets an out-of-school friend of this person whose party it was we were talking and then you know parted ways anyway later on in the evening we we're all sat in a circle and the friend whose party it was, asked the other person if we'd spoken before, and they said no. Even though we had literally had a whole conversation an hour or so earlier. I ignored it and went along with it, but I looked into their eyes, and they knew that I knew." That's quite rude. I am mean, no, no offence Benny, maybe, maybe he thought you weren't very interesting. I disagree. Based on your regular messages to this show, I think you're very interesting. But this person clearly doesn't. You know what? I say, don't waste your time on them. You don't need them. Screw them. They're not important. Who cares what they think? Did you have to do a like, oh, hello, it's nice to meet you. What's your name? Was it one of those situations where you literally had to pretend it was the first time you'd ever spoken? Was it that bad? I wonder. Um, I'd also just like to... <laughs> point out something i don't really know why why this is going on but after both of those messages it said from producer games this has literally happened to me too yes these happening, they both all have happened to you they all of they them. have you've had every single one of these experiences that we've read out
2: so the one with the guitar when i was in primary school i pretended only had to play the guitar and then we had like a little talent show and me and a load of friends went up on stage to perform a cover of wonder wall no um it wasn't a guitar based song anyway there was a backing track is what i'm gonna say and i had to sit on stage pretending to play the guitar
1: uh it was
2: a cover of shine by take that (laughs) that was it that really dates it we've changed all the lyrics to it we'd really made it our own um and i was like kind of doing something similar like i had the rhythm going just not the notes um in front of the entire school in primary school um and i thought i would pulled it off and guess what nobody else did um it was totally very obvious Um, and then the other thing somebody who's now my really good friend oh sorry just ruining everything um i was in a car with with them going somewhere we'd never met before. We had a whole conversation in the car. An hour later, we're at at like a party sort of thing. And somebody goes, oh, have you guys met before? And she said, no. I was like, what? I had to play along with it. And then last week, I said, by the way, do you remember when that happened? She said, oh my God, I didn't even think you'd remember. (laughs) And I point her out on it. So to Benny, if you ever run into that person and they've probably realized what happened, then they are feeling ashamed, I promise you.
1: That's good. I like that we can end on a positive, uplifting note to that feature. Excellent. Thank you for your messages. Connect Four is coming up next. Now, though, new one, Ed Sheeran and Bieber. They have combined. Ed Sheeran, as I decided earlier, would be quite low down on a list of people that are well endowed. I don't think it'd be very high up. Bieber. Actually, yeah, same, to be honest. This is I Don't Care. It's Wizard Radio. Wizard Radio. That was Ed Sheeran and Justin Bieber with I Don't Care. I'm Alec. I'm nearly done, 10 minutes until Mars Bacolski o'clock. Before then, connect four is on. I gave you the words, heaven, dirty, pump, and special. Those are the connections this week, or the words that you have to connect this week. Here are the connections, starting with Jasmine. Jasmine says, I went to my first ever concert a few weeks ago, and honestly, I was in heaven. Boom, first sentence, one word in already. Very good. I'd never been to a concert before, but it was so much fun. I went to see Shawn Mendes. I went with my best friend Ellie, and it was her first concert too. We were really nervous, and our parents over-prepared us for what to expect, to be honest. They told us that concert arenas were really dirty, and you can't trust anyone. Which I disagree with on reflection. There we have dirty. They also gave us little props like party poppers, balloons, and a balloon pump. (laughs) Very good. And things like that. As if we were going to a birthday party. I don't think they've ever been to a concert either, to be honest. Anyway, we ignored their advice and had an amazing time. It was a really special night. Wow. I think a round of applause for that. That was absolutely seamless. I barely even noticed that the words were in there. That's how good that was. Very high quality. Beautiful. Well done, Jasmine. I also... I feel like that's probably not a true story because... These are usually made up, but I do love the idea. Love that someone would be encouraged to take party poppers, balloons and a balloon pump to a concert. You see Shawn Mendes, he's doing stitches. You're going at it. You're like, woo. And as it drops, he's like, I'll be needing stitches. And off goes the party popper. Confetti's everywhere. Everyone's confused. A great time is had by all. And then just when, just when you get to like... A really good bit in Mercy. That's when you start blowing up the balloons and throwing them around the arena. You've got to play The Balloon Can't Touch the Floor, but whilst Shawn Mendes is singing. Absolute scenes, that would be. But a good connect for connection. Thank you, Jasmine. Next, Yosef. Alec, I think I need to give you an education of the rap game. Because I think you don't know much about popular rappers at the moment. Really? What on earth would give you that idea? i'm an expert clearly firstly to identify if someone is a rapper or not it's very simple and if they have the word lil in front of their name they're a rapper some of the key ones you need to know lil pump i really like him yeah i've heard of lil pump lil peep was really good but unfortunately he died and went to heaven there we go first word took a while is that the first word i think it is XXS Tentation. He doesn't have a little front of his name, but he was amazing and just really special. He also died. Rap music is really good and goes beyond the stereotype of just advertising a dirty or dangerous lifestyle. Um, so, oh yeah, we had special in there. XXS Tintashian was just really special. We had dirty, we had Lil' Pump. I didn't even notice that one. That's how good that was. Lil' Pump, I didn't realize that he was incorporating the word pump there. Is that... The reason <laughs> this whole thing is about rap music is just so Yosef could get little Pump in there. I suspect it might have been, but that's very impressive. I rate that. And also, the general impression I'm getting, seeing as that was intended to educate me on all things rap music, is that to identify if someone's a rapper or not, generally, if they're dead, they're a rapper. Is that a fair assumption? It seems to be the trend, which is quite sad, really. Are there any living rappers? I don't know but I feel like I'm educated now. Thank you, Yosef. This was both a good submission and one that we could learn from. So even better. What a good entry. Are those the only two entries we have this week? Or should I expect another one incoming?
2: Wait, one more I inco- sent you another one. I sent you another one. I'm on air, Alec. But Hello. Th- did it not come through?
1: I haven't seen it yet.
2: Oh, I'm going to have to read it. Oh, no. Oh, my God. I've deleted it. Oh, it was so good. And then it's gone forever. No, I've got me? it. I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Okay, I'm going to okay. have to read it though. I'm going to have to read it for you. God, what a mess. Okay. From That's Harry, this is yes. going to be an extra special message, Alec, and you're going to love it. I was go, having special. a conversation with one of my friends about the ideal way to die and whether we think we'd be going to heaven or hell. My friend said that they think they'll die in a pump or shoot related incident shoot spelt s-h-u-t-e like, like you know those yeah like you know those wood chippers where they put trees in or small pieces or pieces of wood through this machine and oh it cuts God. up really small my friend thought that he'll he'll they'll accidentally fall in one of those and die and go to hell they are quite evil, to be honest. I nice kind show. of thought the opposite. I'll have a clean death in my sleep and wake up dirty, covered in my own poo, because that's what happens, Alec. Bon appétit.
1: <laughs> what a bleak picture is painted of old age. Who was that from, did you say? Harry. Harry. You paint a very bleak picture of yes. the end of days. I also, I don't fully understand how you could die in a pump-related accident.
2: Well, that one Pump felt
1: bit... or shoot. Pump or shoot. See, that, that's the bit for me that doesn't necessarily make sense.
2: Interesting.
1: But nonetheless, a good effort. Yes. But I think, I think it's been quite clear from the start that it has to go to Jasmine this week as the winner of Connect 4 because it was just seamless and beautiful. And I like the idea of balloons at a Shawn Mendes concert. So, well done. You win the love and affection of your, your parents. That is your prize this week. Congratulations and thank you for playing, everybody. We'll do it again next week. I'm done now get the podcast it's on spotify and apple Podcasts and google podcasts and acast and all of them last week's episode was called alex sells harry styles house and i really appreciated that i don't know what this week's one will be called but it will probably be quite good so you should get it i'm back next friday at three for the the mixtape and saturday for this show and miles Bukowski's coming up next after daddy yankee and katie perry this is con karma there goes another episode of alec feldman the podcast wasn't that some great content Come back next week for more audio-based fun.
0: Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance.